Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. Tune into the Copyright Experiment, Thursday nights at 11, with Autonomy and DJ Mochi. We discuss digital media and copyright, and play a wide range of freely available electronic and hip-hop music. Or just visit our website for a list of links to the free music we play. That's copyrightexperiment.tumblr.com. The Late Night Show is music from the underground jungle and drum bass music. A quick beat tempo that smooths into the night. Later, as it winds down, it gets to your senses that it can finally calm the nerves and relax and drifts away with industrial noise and alternative no beat tempo into another dimension. Tune in every Friday night, Saturday early mornings from midnight till 6 a.m. for The Late Night Show with DJ Ray here on UBC Campus Radio, CITR. 1.9 FM. And catch the following broadcasts of the TZN Global Network heard Saturdays from 6 to 7 a.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. Hey Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russian Tim and I'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Tune into CITR 101.9 FM every Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also find the podcast on CITR.ca, iTunes and my blog rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. your best bourbon and have that russian waiter i like bring it over hello 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 my name is russian tim and i'm the host of weekly punk rock radio show called rocket from russia tune into citr 101.9 fm every thursday from 10 to 11 a.m and you can also find the podcast on citr.ca itunes and my blog rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim and welcome to this radio program, my friends. We just heard a brilliant, wonderful song by the band called Dan Vapid and the Cheats of their brand new studio album called Two and the name of the song is I'm a Contrarian. The reason I played the song for you today because today's show will be built around interview with Dan Vapid. Dan Vapid is known as a member of the such great bands as Screeching Weasel, The Methadones, The Queers, Sludgeworth, Reveal the Dales, Noise by Numbers and obviously Dan Vapid and the Cheats. Uh, Dan Vapid and the Cheats played in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada two weeks ago on August 17th at the Media Club and that was a great great wonderful show i got a chance to talk to dan and we did a pretty uh, interesting interview which i will play uh today for you uh but before that i'd like you to play a few more songs of this wonderful album by dan vapid and the cheats called two this album came out this summer and so far this is my favorite record of the year i'm absolutely in love with this record that's why you know for me this interview was such a huge deal and because you know, when you get a chance to talk to the person who wrote the album you're absolutely in love with, that's that's pretty cool. And you know, like uh, it's 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 cool because I got a chance to ask all the questions about this wonderful album and all those, you know, you know, just all the questions which I had uh, to, for Dan about this record. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's check out uh, this uh, brand new album and especially two songs out of this album I'd like to play for you, Miracle Drug and Panic in the Street. So let's check it out. This is Rocket from Russia on CITR, Dan Vapid and the the Cheats uh, of their album too, and this is Miracle Drug.
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening for the radio station CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is weekly punk rock radio show Rocket from Russia. And we just heard two songs by Dan Vapid and the Chits, uh, Panic in the Streets and Medical Drug of a uh, band's brand new studio album called Two. But the name of the album is Two because this is the second album by Dan Vapid and the Chits. Alright, let's get down to the interview. This is the first part of my interview with Dan Vapid, in which we discussed a lot about uh, their brand new album, uh, Two, and I asked all the questions about this brilliant al- album. So let's check it out. This is my interview with Dan Vapid of Dan Vapid. And the Chiefs. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You're back to Vancouver first time since June 9th of 2007 when you played with Methadones and you also played with the Queers, the Mangies and the Jolts. And also, congratulations on the release of new wonderful record too. What a wonderful release. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I'm very excited for the interview because, you know, for me, this record is everything is happening in this past month. Since I heard the record, I was playing it nonstop. Then you come in here to play a show. We get a chance to chat. That's why it's like, you know, I know you probably know the feeling when you're extremely excited about the album. And then it happens like not in a year but it happens right now so yeah well that's good i'm glad the timing worked out for you <laughs> that, that um when you were five years old you were really into kiss and david bowie and one day uh the kid across the street after he introduced you to kiss and david bowie he showed you a song by the beatles called i wanna hold your hand and you thought that this very very lame song the reason i'm bringing this up because to me this new album too by dan vapid and the cheats sounds like uh early beatles songs yeah. played by the guys who've been playing pop punk for the past 20 years and yeah, know sure. how to do that is it the fair assessment or am, am I offside on that? Well, I mean, that's a lie. I mean, we're talking back, you know, when I was five years old and, you know, my first impression of everything uh, was that, you know, that that was kind of hokey. But, you know, many, many years later, I, I had discovered the Beatles and really now, I mean, they're one of my all time favorites. But, you know, when I was five years old up until like, uh, you know, I didn't really discover the Beatles up until I was maybe about twenty, twenty-one already, and then I one day I kind of got it, and the Beach Boys, and um, uh, I think yeah, I think that had a lot of influence uh, with you know how I I approach a song for sure. They do a lot of stuff, a lot of great melodies, a lot of great chords. You know, uh-huh. they don't do this, the traditional like. Uh, a major chord they'll do like you know a, a seventh or a minor chord and just um really uh really goes together perfectly with their melodies so um yeah i think that uh that definitely has a an, an influence um so uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i was actually for a long time i was looking for that sound because i love the early beatles when they to me because it sounds like a modern day pop punk if they would have played those songs today they sounded like pop punk band so i was looking for a long time to find this ideal blend of pop punk band doing early beatles and I hear that in your new studio album. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's quite a compliment. Thank you. Um, I, I, I mean, it, it, if you do hear that, it, it's definitely not intentional. I mean, it's just uh, it's coming from just probably 
you know um i mean i like a lot of kind of music so um but i definitely think there are pieces in there that mm-hmm. make that are influential so uh-huh. because you know. to me cold and rainy days could be on a hard day's night easily oh okay actually can you hear it now um actually that song is influenced by a band called the choir uh they're a 60s band uh-huh. uh they have a song called um And, uh, and now it's cold outside. Uh-huh. Actually, the Queers actually did a cover of it, and uh, Stiv Baders have, have done a cover of it. And uh, that song that I was thinking about that song one day, and I thought, well, you know, if there was like, uh, if that song could go on a little bit longer, what what would it be saying? I thought, you know, that he would get through through that uh, those feelings eventually, and I think people tend tend to get through, um, you know, hard breakups or whatever. Or divorces or whatever and eventually you find somebody else and uh you can learn to, to love again so uh yeah i don't know i was thinking about that song and that's probably why you're thinking that but that's a that, that song is influenced by a band called the choir yeah from the 60s
Hello, hello, this is Rocket from Russia on CITR. Uh, we just heard two songs. Uh, the last song was by Dan Vapit and the Cheats, Cold and Rainy Days of their last studio album too. And before that we heard the band called The Choir, the song called It's Cold Outside from the compilation Choir Practice. So I just decided, like Dan said in the interview, that uh, Cold and Rainy Days was influenced by that song It's Cold Outside by the Choir. So I just decided to play for you those two songs in a row so you for you to get the idea how cold rainy day is a sort of the second part of the song uh, it's called outside all right let's uh, let's get back to the interview to the second part of the interview where we uh, discuss more about uh, Dan Lapid and the Cheats and their new uh, studio album called too let's check it out uh, Dan Lapid and the Cheats interview on CITR rocket from Russia if we Continue speaking of Beatles. I heard uh, the theory that their records were so strong because they were writing 40, 50 songs for an album and then choosing 10, 12 for every album. That's why like every song on the album was a hit. I heard. I know that you took a sort of a similar approach for writing the new studio album too. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't know that about the Beatles though. <laughs> I had no idea. No, I had about 40 songs for this new album, uh, and I had to. Um, really find out what was working best it was really a tough project because i uh, you know when it's your own stuff it's hard to figure out what's working what's not you have to just kind of have people kind of tell you you know yeah dude go with this one and you know maybe you should leave this one out um and and then you also kind of have you know your go your own gut instinct on what's going to work and what's not so uh it's kind of a hard process but yeah we uh you know, we I had a lot of songs, and we you know withered them down to um, to those twelve, and you know uh, just do the best you can and try to find what the best ones are. I guess you know. And you did because so. to me, there's no bad song, no weak song on the album. Every song is a hit. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, if we start talking about the individual song, one of my favorite songs on the album is I Want to Go to Machu Picchu Before I Die. Okay. Is that really sort of a dream for you? Or like, uh, how did this song come came about? Um, that song came about, I was talking with my father-in-law, and uh, he once said, he goes, man, I always wanted to go to Machu Picchu. I, I would like to go there someday before I die. And he said that, and I said, you know what? I've always wanted to go to Machu Picchu. And I've always wanted to go to a lot of places before I die. And we were talking about this, and 
um, and just it kind of just stuck out in my head as a song title. And I and just next thing I know, I wrote the song. I want to go to Machu Picchu before I die. Um, and and yeah, it is true. I would like to go there, but I would also like to go to Alaska. I'd like to go, you know, to the to the Swiss Alps and you know go to you know uh, all kinds of places. But yeah, that is true. I, I would definitely like to go to uh, Machu Picchu before I die. Easter Island as well. Um, you know, all kinds of places throughout the world. So. Um, but yeah, it's like a bucket list song, you know, um, things that you want to try to get to before you pass on. So that's, that's one of them. The days are long, but the years are short, and they all keep better up. Time is by like a flick of the night, I'd rather experience it's a dump. Really, it seems like people keep telling them right by. I'm playing on my two beats before I die. Hello, hello, Russian Tim on Rocket from Russia, CITR 101.9 FM. And we heard a wonderful song by Dan Vapetid and Cheats called I Wanna Go to Machu Picchu Before I Die. This is one of my favorites, another one of my favorite songs from their last studio album called Two. Alright, in the next part of our conversation with Dan, uh, we discussed how uh, Dan uh, worked uh, with Matt Allison, who produced their last studio album. For me, it was a really interesting question, because as I understand, Dan Bappett, he was recording and playing music for over 20 years. He knows what he's doing. At the same time, Matt Allison is a producer who produced music his whole life. Again, very experienced person who knows what to do in studio. So that's why it was interesting for me how those two people work together, uh, because when two legends work together you know it, it just it was interesting to me what uh, Dan had to say so let's check it out uh, this is uh, part four of my interview with Dan Vapid of Dan Vapid and the Cheats let's check it out you said that you had about 40 songs uh, for that uh, new album and I don't know how it is for you but it seems to me that it's relatively easier to write 40 chord progressions than write 40 lyrics like the actual lyrics for the songs and I, I in one of the interviews I remember that you said that you when before you even were in a band you had this journal and you were very organized in writing lyrics and uh, you know using those lyrics for future is this journal still exists do you still use this or do, did you ever go back to those lyrics for from that 20 years stuff that i used to jot down in a journal i, I have a little bit but mostly i, I don't mm-hmm. mostly it's just um and, and you're right there's usually um usually i have a song and then i don't have i don't have words for it i'm like well what is it saying you know uh and uh sometimes i have to drop it because i don't know but sometimes it's just things come and mm-hmm. those you know, you know i just kind of go with what 
I guess if there's an idea, I just kind of run with it. And then if it's working, it's working. And if it's not, then I just kind of pitch it. Mm-hmm. You know? And and uh, and and that's that. But, um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, um, typically, typically, no. I, I don't revisit stuff in a journal. But it has happened mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't the first time when you worked with Matt Allison, who produced the new album too. She produced also the Methadone's record, uh, this uh, "Want Hurt." Uh, you are yourself a very experienced songwriter. You know when you probably write a song. You know how it, you have an idea how it should sound in on the recording. Mm-hmm. Considering that, what was Matt's input in the recording process of this a new album? Um, you know, he made some ideas. Um, you know, he, he pitched a couple, but most of it was just being um, a very strong engineer. You know, getting those tones and and you know, I mean, I mean, I we tune those guitars. I mean, immaculately, and I, you know, and he when singing. I mean, he really put me through the ringer to make sure that you know he got the 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 best vocal takes he possibly could get. And uh, you know, and it was a really tough process, but you know, that's that's what you, you know, that's why he makes good albums, you know. So um, that you know, he has he's very diligent and very, you know, you're gonna you're gonna work your your ass off, you know, working with working with Matt, and it's it's gonna show in the end end result. Hello, you're listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM, and we're also available on CITR.ca in the internet. Magical. Uh, Dead Method and the Cheats uh, Killing Me with Kindness. Uh, that was a song, another song from the Dead Method and the Cheats new studio album called Two. And that was uh, that concludes our conversation about their brand new album. 
obviously I had uh, another questions for Dan and I wanted to ask him about some projects uh, and bands he was involved in and he's still involved in and uh, obviously it was interesting for me to talk about Screech and Weasel uh, last uh, studio album by Screech and Weasel First World Manifesto was one of my favorite albums which came out in 2011 really really loved uh, this record and uh, that's why it was interesting for me to talk to Dan who was involved in the process uh, about uh, writing again with Ben Weasel about the whole process let's check it out uh, and let's hear about uh, our, our conversation Conversation about that. Dan Vapid and the Cheats uh, recording the new album uh, of Screech and Weasel. Let's hear it. I recently spoke to the guys from the band called Direct Hit from Milwaukee and they worked uh, with uh, Mike uh, Kennerty of All American Rejects who produced their new album called Brainless God and they were speaking very very highly about Mike's input in songwriting. And um, I heard from the other uh, people that they call Mike a uh, pop-punk genius. Uh, you, had, you got a chance to work with him uh, when you worked on First World Manifesto by Screech and Weasel. Is he really a pop-punk genius? How was it working with him? Uh, he's great to work with. He's a super, super nice guy. Uh, he's a super talented guy. And uh, he also will put you through the ringer. But he's a really, really nice guy. And... Uh, he, you know, when we were doing that record, um, you know, with just like with drums, I mean, we spent like days just on just really fine tuning, just stuff like, you know, like drum fills and stuff like that. Um, so like basically the, the song structures are, 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 were always pretty much the same, but like he would just, you know, the stuff that you fill out the sound with, and you know, with little things like mm-hmm. whether it be a backing vocal or a lead or a drum fill, um, you know, he kind of had a hand in a lot of that. And he, um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's very good. It's interesting how he produces those pop-punk albums, and then his main band, All-American Rejects, they sound a little bit differently, they take a different approach, so it's interesting how he goes from there, and does a brilliant pop-punk album. Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah, I I, I agree, Uh, he's just, uh, yeah, I mean, he comes from that kind of scene, so he knows knows that stuff. I know his band is a little, you know, a little... Uh, a little bit of a departure from that but that is where he comes from so he knows it very well mm-hmm. so he knows it fluently actually <laughs> he knows it better than most so Sorry. for the record of first world manifesto you co-wrote the song uh dry is the desert with ben Wiesel. uh when you were working with him on first world manifesto has anything changed in terms of how you write songs together since that time when you co-written co-wrote a song with ben and it was unrecorded but it was saying all she says is no 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 oh 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 uh okay so your question is is what had changed from the beginning to that part exactly has anything Um, changed in terms of working and being not i mean being a a lot of things in some ways you you know everybody just evolves so i think and there's always going to be some natural progression with anybody um, but it, a lot of things I would say were very similar to that, you know, from the very first song, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of go with your, your, your gut instinct and, you know, what you think is going to be naturally, uh, what you do natural and what you think is going to benefit the song. And so that was always kind of consistent from the beginning to the very end. Mm-hmm. 
you know um and it would have been true for that song dry as the desert i think um that, that was mostly his song that i i kind of worked on some of the chorus and you know kind of flushed it out with him but because i remember in one of the interviews you said that on the you know as a songwriter you had an ideal connection with him uh and you never had it with anyone else that level of you know thinking alike and right right now that i would say that's that's true mm-hmm. yeah Hello, Rocket from Russia on CITR. We just heard a song by Skrishin Weasel, and the name of the song is Dry is the Desert. Uh, this is a song which Dan co-wrote with Ben Weasel for Skrishin Weasel's last studio album called For First World Manifesto, which came out 2011. Oh, Dan also was part of uh, legendary, I should say legendary album called My Brain Hurts by Skrishin Weasel, which was, to a lot of people, it's... Uh, legendary record and people who grew up on this record uh, then was part of this process so obviously 
I was interested to talk to him a little bit about that. So let's uh, hear a little bit our conversation about Scratching Weasel old days, uh, the days of my brain hurts. Dan Vapid on Rocket from Russia. In also many interviews you about the mind brain hurts, you've said that uh, one of the best things about being in Screech and Weasel at that time for you that your musical ideas were appreciated and taken seriously for the first time because your previous bands like Generation Waste, the guys were older than you, Angel Slayer, DSB and the Subverts, those yeah, bands weren't yeah, those serious. Were, uh, those were bands when I was like a real kid in the garage, you know what I mean? Uh, the Generation Waste were actually playing shows, uh-huh. you know. But those other, yeah, those other uh, bands that you you named were just kind of, you know, they didn't. We just played in the garage. I never played any real shows or anything. I didn't really know what we were doing. But, um, but yeah, that is true with Generation Waste. I mean, you know, they were all older guys, and you know, if I had an idea, it was almost like, ah, oh, it's isn't that cute? He's got an idea, and uh, y- y- you know, by the time I had joined screeching weasel i had some ideas and they were really well received by by ben and john and that was pretty important and with larry livermore too who uh, mm-hmm. helped produce the record so um i th- yeah i think that 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 does a lot for mm-hmm. you know anybody that i think it's important to have that kind of confidence and encouragement you know i don't know if i would have you know if if i didn't have the encouragement you know to sing at, at a certain age i don't know if i would be here you know talking to you you know what i mean i don't know you know uh so i just you know, it happened kind of fell into it and you know i had friends that encouraged me to do it more and so it kind of evolved into what it is today so um but yeah that that is true i mean those guys did did encourage a lot and that was that was good and it was important Yeah, and also remember that you said that, it, like, even you wrote songs together, but most of Mind Brain Hurts is written by Ben Weasel. Right. But he sort of put you in charge of harmonies and backing vocals, and that became that, you know, your yeah. ideas. Yeah, I mean, he would have a song, and I would just kind of start singing stuff, and he would either, most of the time, he would kind of shake his head, yeah, do that more, and then sometimes he would be like, no, don't do that, but... um <laughs> You know, and sometimes, like, he would, I would start something, and then he would say, oh, maybe you can go to this note here, and then we would kind of bounce stuff around, but, yeah, I mean, it pretty much came from just, because I had, I was already, uh, had been a singer already, so, but I wasn't the singer in this band, so it was just kind of doing, just, you know, filling out sound, I guess, and, you know, they liked it, so that's how the whole thing kind of started. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that like you're known for your amazing um, backing vocals and harmonies, and you've done it on a few different albums. I, I found that you did it on Accelerator, self-titled album, The Copyrights Make Sound, The Bomb, Indecision, Impulse, Manslaughter, He Who Loves Last Loves Alone, and even the Lawrence Arms of Calcutta. It's interesting how you coming from pop-punk world and this uh-huh. those albums a little bit different but you yeah. still fit with your backing vocals yeah yeah i mean i like a lot of stuff i mean you know i like i said the first band i played in was like a hardcore band i mean but the more the the stuff that i that i ultimately like was the the 
the the punk rock stuff that had, was really catchy and had a lot of melody to it. And that before it was called pop punk, I mean that's that's what we used to call it. You know, like, you know those bands like the Ramones and the Buzzcocks and uh, the Dickies and you know, and even like Bad Religion had melody and you know, so like we. You know, I always kind of gravitated towards that. But I, I did like those bands like, you know, Minor Threat and Seven Seconds and stuff like that. I like that stuff, too. But, you know, I just kind of gravitated towards the more melodic stuff. CITR and this is Rocket from Russia. Uh, we just heard Screeching Weasel Teenage Frink Show from the legendary album called My Brain Heard Screeching Weasel back in a day, the legendary album. Uh, let's let's keep listening to another part of my interview with Dan Vapid. In this next uh, sh- relatively short part of the interview, we discussed a project which Dan got a chance to work with. Jake Burns of Stiff Like a Little Finger and Eric of Naked Ray Gun. And he got a chance to work with those legends on a very interesting project. So let's uh, let's hear a little bit about it from Dan Vapid. 
In 2011, and nine Chicago-based musicians uh, came together to record a charity record benefiting Children's Hospital of Chicago. Uh, you've done three original songs on the four-song EP uh, called A Chicago Punk Rock Collaboration for the Kids. I know that you worked with Jake Burns of the Stiff and Little Fingers, Eric uh, Spicer from Naked Ray Gun, yourself. Could you please tell a little bit more about this uh, project? Um, it was a... Uh it was a project that was uh, coinciding with uh, a, a friend that was opening a restaurant, and he was also um, taking the proceeds uh, and donated to the Children's Memorial Hospital. And so, um, you know, he decided to put a record together with just some local musicians. Um, Jake Burns is, actually lives in Chicago now, yeah, so... Um, you know, he he got him and you know and and then Eric from Naked Reagan, just a bunch of other people, and um, I written a song and you know and Eric's the drummer and and Jake played guitar on it, <laughs> you know. So you know, growing up, that was that would have been like a pretty surreal thing, and it was really surreal, you know, like recording that. I was like. I got the guy from Stiff Little Fingers and Naked Ray Gun playing on my song. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the the 16-year-old in me would never believed it. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So that, that was a really neat, neat project.
hello, hello. Uh, we just heard a song called I Could Be Into You If You Were Into Me uh, by Dan Vapid and the Black Sheep Band. And basically, Black Sheep Band includes Jack Burns of Stiff Little, Little Fingers and Eric from uh, Naked Ray Gun. Uh, pretty cool, huh? Uh, like, like Dan said it for, for him, for little Dan, it could have been a crazy, crazy uh, dream to record a song with those guys, but uh, he grew up and got a chance to work with all those legendary musicians. Uh, Alright, let's move uh, to the next part of uh, our conversation. In this conversation we uh, discussed uh, the reunion of the reunion show of the band called The Moves, uh, which happened at uh, the um, Insubordination Festival this summer. And also there was a pre-show which uh, we talked about. Let's check it out. This is our conversation with Dan Vapid about the reunion show of Moves. This year, the Mopes played the reunion shown at the Insubordination Festival, and uh, I've watched the videos. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but the interesting part that you've done a warm-up show at John's house on Thursday before the festival, and uh, I remember you you saying that it was planned to be an intimate show in his basement. But like, I don't really understand because for a lot of pop punk and punk rock people, this is a huge deal, and you were taking like a, uh, the nations to get in. It was BYOB. How could you please tell a little bit how this show uh, happened? Um, well, he's had shows in his basement before, and um, you know, B Face, uh, who's our bass player. I mean, he lives in Boston, and you know, he had a he had to get airfare and everything, and we had to like raise money to try to get you know his his airfare taken care of, and uh, we only had like two days to rehearse and we hadn't rehearsed in you know we hadn't played in like six years seven years or whatever it was so we had two days to rehearse and we thought well it would be cool to have a warm-up show and then the more we had talked about it we thought it would be cool to just have if it was just like kind of an invite party mm-hmm. and just so we can kind of warm up for insubordination fest um you know just something a little more low-key um so so we did that and it was actually a really really great time there was a lot of people there actually um it was really just pretty relaxing because it was at his house uh in the basement and you know when we're done playing you know we're out in the backyard like you know you know barbecuing and stuff like that and you know hanging out in the backyard and so um you know it was it was a lot of fun um and uh I actually think I might have liked that show more than Insub. Actually, <laughs> it was really, really a fun show, and we raised we raised a, you know, a good amount of money. I mean, we were able to pay his airfare and and even take care of some other stuff. So it worked out pretty well.
Hello, we just heard a song by band The Moves, and the name of the song was I Don't Know How To Say Goodbye. That was a song from the band's uh, album which came out back in 1999, and the name of the album, Accident Waiting To Happen. Uh, Dan Raffet uh, was the member of this band, and uh, I think it was a really pretty cool story how he said that he liked the prayer show better than the actual reunion show, and I think it's funny and uh, pretty cool story. Um, moving on uh, to the last part of our conversation with Dan. Uh, in this uh, last uh, conversation, I gave Dan a little present and also introduced him a little bit to Vancouver local punk rock scene. So let's hear it, and uh, here is this uh, last part of our conversation. When I do interviews of different musicians, it's interesting to see how different bands, they listen to music differently. Some musicians are huge, huge music nerds. Some are just listening to their own band and then just some classic records. From your interviews, I sort of realized that you keep on top of what's going on in, in punk rock because you've mentioned Mask Intruder, you mentioned Off of Their Heads, so you know those, the current, current bands. Um, is that a fair assessment that you try to keep uh, you know, on top of what's going on in I the current? Tr- I try to. I, I'm not always on top of it as well as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's from you know, have, you know, being married, having a kid, and having a band. Um, it's hard to get out to shows and stuff like that, but I, you know, I do go online. I listen to stuff, um, and you know, if people are talking highly of a band, I will go out and and and, and listen to that because, yeah, I mean, 
I, you know, I love music, so I want to hear good stuff and, you know, and hopefully, you know, I, uh, hear more stuff that I like, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I try to, mm-hmm. I, I try to stay on top of it. I mean, I think that gets harder when you get older too. I mean, you stop it's just, easier. yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't hear about stuff as much, but yeah, I, I definitely try. Uh, what were the few, if you can name few bands, newer bands you've been excited lately about? Um, I love that Mask Intruder record. Uh, the Mean Jeans. Yeah. We played with them the other night. Uh-huh. Yeah, really great band. And we played with the Pinellas. I really like the Pinellas mm-hmm. too a lot, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they are playing tonight. Um, but um, uh, I, I, th- I think they're a, a, a pretty good band too. So um, you know, those are three. Um, And uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are more. Um, those are three that come to the top of my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just wanted uh, to maybe um, help you a little bit discover new uh, awesome music. Do you know uh, what is the connection between you and local Vancouver punk scene? The connection between me and the local Vancouver punk scene? Well, I mean, if you want to go back to like way long time ago like maybe in like the late 70s band like bands like the pointed sticks uh-huh. uh who are from vancouver you know and like bands like doa uh-huh. uh, and and you know those bands I, i just thought were fantastic so yeah i mean vancouver has had a pretty good history of some good bands and you know and even in the 90s i mean i remember the smugglers i remember really uh-huh. liking them a lot so um So here's one I just wanted to give this present to you. This is a local band, and they're called Wapid. Oh. They're a local band from Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, this, is a new, this is their first 7-inch. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> uh, they also have an album. So this is a, a present from uh, me and them for you. So hopefully you'll like them. They play garage uh, pop-punk. Oh, okay. Do the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> But the most important, yeah, the name of the band. <laughs> yeah. I see that. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, this this is for you. <laughs> Not sure what to make of that. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is it. Thank you so much for your time. I'm extremely excited for All right, thank you, Matt. Thank I you. Appreciate thank it. you, thank you.
<laughs> so that was the local band called Vapid, a brilliant band from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we heard a song called Do the Earthquake from their debut 7-inch. So I got this 7-inch uh, especially for uh, for Dan and he, he liked it. I hope he will uh, actually listen to the 7-inch and he will like the band and, you know, this will be the way of spreading the word about very good uh, local band. I also like to thank Katie of the band Vapid uh, for being super, super helpful with that and actually uh, getting in touch with me and helping me providing this 7-inch uh, of the band Vapid for Dan Vapid. Alright, uh, this is it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. To me, it was really one of the most exciting interviews of the year because, as I said in the beginning, I got a chance to talk to the guy who produced and recorded uh, this new album too, which probably ended up being my favorite record of the year. Also, it was amazing to see the band live and I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the music and the interview on the show. If you like what you heard, you can check out the podcast on citr.ca. Uh, on, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. And I have a blog, rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. And on the left side, you can see the list of all upcoming shows uh, in Vancouver. Uh, different shows, big shows, local shows. It's all there on the left side at rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com. I also available on Twitter, Tima underscore Tsar, and on Instagram, Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. It was a great success. Uh, and I'd like to finish up the show with a uh, song by the band called Jets to Brazil. And uh, the name of the song is All Things uh, Good and Nice. And I listened to one of the interviews by Dan, and he said that he likes the song uh, right now because he recently became a dad, and family means a lot, a lot to him um, in his life. This is a song about family, about uh, being close to the people, uh, being close to the people you love, people close to the people you care about. Uh, so let's check it out. It's a good song. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit slow song, but at the same time, it's a good message. And um, I, I hope you, you, if you don't know the song, you will enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. That was Rocket from Russia on CITR. And this is Just to Brazil. Uh, all the things good and nice. Thank you so much for listening. Have a super weekend. Bye-bye. I love my mother for all the things she's not.
love my brother He's always taking shit He's just not like the other kids I love my sister For always making things She even made a brother out of me, sweet kid I love this feeling I've got something to give
Hello, hello, hello. You are still listening to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Before we fully collapse this episode of Rocket from Russia on CITR, I would like to make a quick announcement. My new favorite discovery, the local band called Jerkstore. And yes, this is the reference to the TV show called Seinfeld. So, the Jerkstore, they are going on a tour, on a short tour this long weekend. They are playing August 30th in Kamloops. On August 31st, they are playing at Calgale, Alberta. And the same day, I don't know how they're gonna do this, they playing uh, in Edmonton. Also, the next day, the day after that, September 1st, they're playing another show in Edmonton. So the band is called Jerkstore, and they also have a brand new EP, uh, which will be out this Friday. This is tomorrow, and it's out on tape. Tape, the cassette tape. And uh, the name of their four-song tape is uh, Headaches. And I would like to present one of those uh, songs, the brand new song, the opening track from this uh, tape. And the name of the song is Whiskey and Vermouth. This is Jerkstore from Vancouver Bridge, Columbia, Canada. If you are in Kamloops, Edmonton, or even Calgary this weekend, go check them out. Or check them out um, uh, in September at one of the local shows, Jerkstore from Vancouver. And this is their brand new song called Whiskey and Vermouth. 